everyone, and welcome back to another Horror Realm Radio, the show that won't stay dead. I'm your host, Mike Exler, alongside Rich Delzato. Rich, how have you been in this uh, absence of ours? I've been doing great. It's been a wonderful uh, few weeks for me. Um, can't complain about anything. How have you been? I've been great, too. It's been fun, and uh, glad to be back on the show with you, back talking horror and all that fun stuff. Me too. I missed it. You know, we needed to take a break to take care of, uh, you know, day-to-day stuff. And of course, you know, Horror Realm and the flea market and other things got in the way. So yeah, I apologize to our fans or maybe fan, but (laughs) uh, I'm glad we're back. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So you mentioned the uh, flea market. Uh, Why don't you, I was not there, but why don't you give us a recap of uh, what went down at the Horror Realm flea market? Sure. It went, you know, let me just start out with saying it went great. Um, as you know, that was supposed to be the weekend of the convention. Uh, it was not reasonable to try to have a convention with everything going on still with COVID. But we felt that there was probably a safe way to have our annual horror flea market and, uh, you know, and give vendors a chance to make a few dollars. Because, as you know, many of them haven't had a chance to do anything in the last year. So, uh you know, just to recap how we did it, we, we set up, you know, we limited the amount of people for vendors, uh, set things up for the spacing, required masks. And then we did a, people could only come for an hour at a time and you had to sign up for an hour so that we could give the maximum amount of attendees a chance to come and shop and obviously maximize the amount of people shopping with the vendors. And that worked out really well. Um, people, uh, everything worked out well. People were very respectful of the rules and everybody's safety. There was no issues. Didn't have to mention anything, you know, like put your mask on, none of that. And people were real respectful of the hour thing and uh, made their way through, got out of there so that the next group of people could come in. And all in all, I think it was very successful. Um, you know, more than anything, you know, I don't know how successful it was for vendors, though I got good feedback from their them, some of them on their sales, but the just little slice of life that people got back <laughs> for an hour or two or right. whatever it was, um, that seemed to really help people. Uh, and I know it did me too, just the mental side of it. And, and you know, I was fearful right. going into this thing. I'm like, <laughs> you know, as the days got near oh, nearer yeah, to yeah, them yeah. happening, I was like, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> But I'm yeah, glad you did, did get a little nervous. That's for sure. I'm glad we did it, and it wouldn't have been um, as successful as it was if people hadn't been so willing to work with each other to to keep everybody safe. And you know, I think that says a lot about the people that support what we do and people in our local community. Yeah, that's great to hear um, that everything went smooth and and everybody treated each other with respect and. Uh, that event was able to go off without a hitch. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the big excitement of March. So going into May, uh, we decided that we're going to go up to Cleveland. Why don't you talk about what we're going to be doing in Cleveland in May? Yeah, so. First weekend in May. Yeah, May 8th, I believe, is the date. And um, anybody who listens to the show may recall the last show that we had was just myself with um buzz from zombie works who also runs the zombie or not the zombie but the cleveland haunt club and um 
they put on a similar thing to our flea market each summer, but they decided to have a halfway to Halloween event, which is going to be an outdoor type of flea market uh, May 8th. And you and I both felt that uh, based on everything going on and that uh, we will be safe being outdoors and why not go up there and check things out and bend and get rid of some of our junk. Definitely. Um, I'm looking forward to it, actually. Uh, as you know, Rich, I used to have a haunt, if you will, at my uh, father's residence for yes. close to 17 years. So uh, I'm going to be cleaning out all of my stuff that I used to use and bringing it up there and seeing if these other haunters want, uh, want some deals on some good equipment. So uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that event, and it's uh, for a good cause supporting those guys. So. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. This will be my first thing doing anything since Horror Realm last year. Nice. Well, that's exciting. You know, we have to start getting a little bit, little bit back into the world. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think with uh, I think things are I think things are looking up for having a decent summer for everybody, and then Horror Realm next or this November. Yeah, definitely. I am very excited of the. Uh, the positive direction things seem to be moving in. So, so <clears throat> one big movie came out, um, Godzilla versus King Kong. And I know you're a huge King Kong fan. So Rich, I wanted to ask you, what did you think about the film? I really enjoyed it. I, um, it met my expectations. You know, I, I'm, I'm a huge Kong fan, but I'm also a very big Godzilla fan. I can't tell you the countless hours I've, you know, growing up spent watching Godzilla movies on a Sunday afternoon. So both of them have a place in my heart. So yeah, to, to have, have the modern version of these guys in, in a movie together was awesome. I thought it was, uh, the fight scenes were really cool. Um, overall, the story was really good. Um, we won't talk about the, the twist, though I think it was ruined before with the first trailer, um, you know. Yes, it was. <laughs> but just in case somebody was able to avoid that, we'll, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll talk about it. But yeah, no, overall, it was a really good movie. I mean, you could pick apart little pieces of it, but I think that's really doing a disservice of this type of film. You know, the, the fact is we got, you know, the two big guys on the screen with, you know, really cool fights and really good effects and, you know, and a, and a decent story. I mean, you can't ask for much more. Um, you know, this isn't supposed to be uh, God with, Gone with the Wind or The Godfather or something. This is supposed to be no. monsters right. fighting and we got it. Exactly. Yeah, did you exactly. watch it? I, I did. I did. And I, I enjoyed it. I was worried a little, as I always am with monster, big monster movies, is the human story going to outshine the monsters battling? And I didn't find that to be the case. So I, I thought that was good. The human story was, it, it had a point, <laughs> you know, it, it was, it needed to be there rather than just filler between fights. Uh, the only, I don't even want to, yeah, I, I I have one thing to say about the film, and I don't even know if it's a criticism, but I thought it was a little Kong heavy um, in story. I thought Godzilla was just kind of like, oh, there he is. Oh, fighting. There he is again. You know what I mean? Like, it just didn't seem like he had much going on other than, like, to come in and fight. I don't know. 
I agree with you. That was probably my only criticism was I would have rather had the movie be another 20 minutes long. Because for that type of movie, it was actually mm-hmm. on the short side. Um, oh, I agree. I agree. And yeah, 20 more minutes and give me a little bit more Godzilla, especially since, you know, uh, the, the previous Godzilla movie, they did such a good job with um, just kind of forwarding his story and involving, you know, how he fits into the legendary, you know, how he, the Godzilla of legendary, they really formed him. And then all of a sudden, like you say, he was almost an afterthought in this, like, he was there for the fights, but he wasn't. Mm. Yeah, and and even the the quests that he was on because of you know him, you know he goes after the, the you know he he senses when there's um, other monsters and does what he has to do, and that's why he right. does what he does in this movie without giving stuff away. Um, yeah. Even that was not that was kind of downplayed. Like it, they they mentioned it, but it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, that was my only only criticism. Not a not a big deal um you know i've gone back and forth is it because no, is it because um, kong only had one movie and godzilla had two prior I, you know i don't know why i don't know i just think they can sort of humanize kong and that lends itself to storytelling more so than a big giant lizard maybe i don't know true, but just... you know you could have had the best of both worlds because this is a big big monster movie not everything has to be humanized I completely agree. I, I kind of would not, I, I don't want them to humanize Kong, to be honest with you. I want him to be a monster. Um, and I would have liked another 20, 25 minutes onto this film if we would have got more of a Godzilla story other than him just kind of popping up. You know, I agree. I Which, if anybody knows Mike, for him to say that he would, would openly accept 20 or 25 more minutes onto a movie... That's saying a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, if, if it's good, I, I will do the length, the lengthy film. But it's got to be, it's got to be good for that. But maybe we'll have to hope for yeah, a Snyder director's cut. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you never know. <laughs> uh, HBO Max is listening. <laughs> so tonight we wanted to return kind of strong with a. An episode I think a lot of people uh, should be pretty interested in, especially if you're from the Pittsburgh area or you're a Romero fan. We want to talk a little bit about Dawn of the Dead, the original from 1978 uh, versus, I guess, yeah, versus uh, Dawn of the Dead 2009. Uh, so we just want to talk a little bit about this. Um, now, Rich, are you going to take the stance of one or the other, or are you going to talk positives and negatives of both? Um, you know, for this one, it's going to be talking positives and negatives of both. Uh, much like my, yeah. the one we did with My Bloody Valentine, we're really picking bad movies to do verses because, um, <laughs> the, in, in, once again, in this case, there are um, quality quality parts of both movies like i can't sit there and say one was horrible one of these days we're going to do a versus where it's just obvious that one of these movies needs to be put into the toilet well i I think this one i recommended because there are so many people that were so i remember back when this happened were so upset that that they were how dare they remake dawn of the dead and you know all this kind of stuff and i just kind of like shedding an opinion that the remake's not bad. 
and I don't see why it has to be villainized and and all that kind of stuff. But uh, you know, Dawn of the Dead, George Romero, and Dawn uh, 2004 uh, is directed by you mentioned earlier the Snyder Cut, directed by Zack Snyder, and the screenplay was written by James Gunn. Yeah. So for me, it was almost like two fans making a film. You know, one right. wrote it and one got to direct it. Um, you can say a lot about Snyder, but uh, there's one thing that you can't knock him on, and, and that's his knowledge of the the material that he's working with. Yeah. And um, I think you saw that in the cameos alone that they brought in. You know, they had Scott, Tom, and Ken come in in different different uh, small scenes uh, in the film. And I believe the one store was called Gaylene Ross, the one like clothing store. Yeah, it was something like that. Or it was definitely a shout out to her. Yeah, she didn't like that, by the way. I did a panel with her. They, she didn't like the She movie did not or... give them permission. Oh. Both. She didn't like the movie and she didn't like that they used her name for the thing. Well, that's the kind of thing to get upset little, about. Little... Somebody actually respects you. Right. It is. <laughs> it is. So, I mean, I guess the first thing that we can talk about to get out of the way is the, I don't want to call it old and tired, but the, the whole fast zombies versus slow zombies. Now, I know my opinion on the whole thing. What's yours, Rich? I... If you're talking opinion of type of zombies, I like the slow zombies. Um, mm -hmm. I, you know, and, you know, you can sit there and look at the other movies and say, well, they're fast because it's a rage virus, whatever. Fact is, I like the slow zombies because, one, it gives humans a fighting chance, um, at least in my mind. Yeah. And yet, right. yet we see um, ultimately where, Typically, even though they have a fighting chance with slow zombies, the mass quantity of the zombies and the human ego get in the way of people surviving. <laughs> and uh, I like that more than the fast zombies. It's just like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm old, fat, and slow. What am I going to do if there's a fat zombie? It's, it's over. If you got a slow zombie, oh, yeah. if you got a slow zombie <laughs> with me, now you got a story. <laughs> you got a fighting chance. I'm the same yeah. way, but. I guess I'm of the opinion, I, I like them both. Um, for Depending on the storyteller, I, I think both are great ways to scare people. Um, yeah. because not the World War Z type zombie, because that's just CGI trash. But, you know, the fast zombies like we had in Dawn 2004, it's just another way to make zombies scary. You know, I, I think if they went the shambling zombie route, People would have just said it's another remake, and it brought nothing new to right. it. Right. So they tried to bring something new to it by making them fast to be a little different than the original, and some people shit on them for that. So I don't think they were going to win either way uh, on how the zombies went. But I find the slow zombies in certain situations super scary, and slow zombies in other situations aren't scary at all. But for me, fast zombies are always scary because, like you said, I'm a fat guy. What am I going to fucking do? I'm going to die. Is what right. I'm do. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I definitely, uh, and I definitely don't, I don't discount a movie or, or I always give it a chance, even if it's fast zombies. I'm not a, a fast zombie hater. Slow's just my right. preference. 
Yeah, no, I get you. I get you. I, I, I just think they have their place, you know, and then both can be done re- well and both can be done real shitty as we've all seen. Yeah. Um, one thing I definitely want to say about Dawn, uh, it definitely had a better music overall score. I mean, you had uh, obviously some of the best uh, scoring the film. So it, the, the Snyder version in 2004 just felt like the normal, typical Hollywood score. If, if right. That was. And uh, I guess that makes sense because you're not going to get like Goblin, you know, to, to do something like that, I don't think. Well, maybe you would, but... You, maybe, you might be able to get Goblin, but he's dealing with the studios at that point. And the studios probably say, no, yeah. we want something more Hollywood. We know what's right, best. More, more today. Yeah. And again, you know, <clears throat> trying to be something different. Um, now, this is my opinion on the film, and I'm not saying that the original Don actors are bad, but I think the Don 2004 actors are much better. <laughs> I don't want to sound rude, but they're just more talented actors in that fi- in film than the original. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you, if you look at just the, the work before Dawn and the work after for both films, I mean, it shows you the accomplishments of most of the actors in the, the remake. And, I mean, my gosh, you got what's-his-name right. from Modern Family. You had, what, Ving Rhames? Ty Burrell. Yeah, I mean... I, was, I wanted to talk about Ty Burrell, the dude from Modern Family. I, I don't watch that show. I've watched a couple episodes. And he's a great actor, and he does well on that show, but I can't see him anything else than that asshole from Dawn of the Dead because he was so fucking good in it. Like, great at it. perfect guy to hate. Yes. Perfect guy to hate. So I, I just think the, the overall uh, acting prowess was raised, and, and they added more people, so they were able to add a more story other than just, you know, the four uh, people that were stuck in the mall. And that's, um, that's a big difference is the amount of people, which I didn't mind it, but I liked the original a little better with the smaller group because I don't know, it felt like you got more immersed with them into the, mm-hmm. you know, there wasn't as much story and I don't know, it, it helped that feeling of isolation. It, they felt more isolated to me than, than the, yeah. the group in the remake. Yeah. I had, they not gone upon the security guards. I think it would have, I don't know. I think it made it would have made it a little bit better because maybe they did have a few too many characters in there. Uh, and then the truck comes. I forgot about the truck. Um, yeah. And that they bring in a whole nother load of people. So <clears throat> I, I can understand where that that is an issue. Um, but I, I found a lot of the actors really decent performances. The one I had a problem with was Sarah Polly. Yeah. There were some. There were some scenes she was good, and then there were other scenes where she was trying to be like assertive, and it just fell flat as a pancake. Like she is no Patricia Tallman, you know what I mean? She just doesn't have the presence to push people around anybody. Um, but her performance, I, I wanted to make mention of the beginning of Dawn, two thousand and four. Her performance in that portion was amazing. And I think that's one of the best opening sequences in a horror film ever. 
yeah. is done, uh, 2004. Um, it's fucking intense. You have no, you know, you know just as much as the main character knows. And I just always thought that was a really crazy cool way to introduce the zombie world, I guess. I, I agree with you. It's, it's, it's a opening scene that I can watch over and over again. I've, I've been flipping through on demand stuff or whatever. And I've sometimes just hit that just to watch that opening scene with no intention of watching yeah, the whole good. movie. Yeah. Right. It's excellent. You yeah, know, it's really good. Now, now talk about something positive from Dawn that uh, I think everybody knows for me there you know, the beginning of the remake was an amazing scene, but there's two scenes in Dawn that I think are some of the best, not only horror scenes, but scenes in film history. And one obviously is the, uh, when there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth when the four of them are standing on top of the thing and, and Ken's deep voice, you know, and it's an amazing scene. It's, it's, it's awesome. But the one I always thought, not a lot of people mention is when um, Ken and Scott are downstairs in the building uh, at the beginning and um, the priest walks out that has one leg and there's all the zombies in the room and he said uh, we have to stop the killing if we want to win the war and just the way he said it the, the whole scene I just thought it was an amazing scene and uh, I think that's when one that doesn't get enough mention. I don't know. What do you think? I'm glad you brought that up because I was planning on bringing up that um, scene as well. I think it is underrated or underappreciated. And, you know, when you look at that mm -hmm. whole scene as a whole, I, I thought it was an interesting one, um, you know, as we go through our pandemic in this past year, just because they were doing things a little different in that building than, you know, right. and, you know, just kind of, I don't know. It's, Romero always had a way of, of tapping into human nature and bringing it out right. in, in these type of scenes. And I don't know, it just made me kind of reflect on this past year and, and the human nature we've seen and different opinions and reactions. Yep. And I don't know, that scene has always been strong to me and it's even stronger to me now. Um, you know, when you see what yeah, they're doing I, with the I body. Think the Oh, definitely. And I, I think the actor that played the, the priest in that scene just, I, I think it's so powerful because of him. I think he just, it's its a line, you know what I mean? But yeah. it, he delivered it so poignantly. And, and uh, again, just film history, in, in my opinion, even though it's a horror film, which is a dirty word some places, um, I think <laughs> it's film history. I agree. But no, so, it's, it's a great, great scene. I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, now, I don't, we talking about actors, and I don't know the guy's real name, but he was one of the security guards, and he started off being an asshole. His name was CJ. I don't know if yeah. you remember him. He had the goatee. His character progression through the film is, I enjoy it every time I watch it, because you start off really hating him, even though he's he's right pretty much the entire film, but he morphs from this guy that's, trying to resist these trying to help people to save his own skin and he just his, he just morphs into this person that uh ends up ultimately giving his life for others right. you know and it's just i think that one thing that uh doesn't get a lot of mention i, I thought his performance was was really good 
I agree with you. It was, it's, you're right. The evolution is great to watch on screen and it was well-written. I mean, obviously it was well-written and he understood what, you know, he, it, it takes an actor, things can be written great, but it takes the right actor to right. the performance and he killed it. I, at the beginning of his, the movie, his original, I was like, Oh, this is, this is uh, Cooper from night of the living dead. This is his role. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So that was yep. for me, even though maybe not was not the intention, it was almost like a twist. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. they wanted you to think he was gonna be that type of character. And then I didn't know I really enjoyed watching that evolution. And then um I don't know a lot of people's thoughts on this. I always thought it was interesting, the zombie baby part. Uh again, something new uh to a degree. Um, you know, something George never touched on uh, wow. at all. So, uh, again, you know, I appreciate them trying to bring something in deep, something in differently. And it was creepy. And the whole scene played out really well. They slowed it down and it just played out really well between the lady and, uh, I think it was Mackay Pfeiffer was, was the actor. And, uh, and it ultimately ended with pretty much everyone in the scenario dying. And we're going to spoil this if you haven't seen it. I mean, it's from 2004. I'm sorry. You should have seen it by now. (laughs) You knew knew what this was going into this. Um, I was trying to think of what one do you think would be a more realistic version? Dawn 78 or Dawn 04? Hmm. That's a great question. Um... (laughs) You know, I, I don't know that I could say one's more realistic than the other, you know, because people have changed. I mean, you could make you could make a, a Dawn 2021 and have a third entry in this whole thing. And by which I mean, you oh, think yeah. of, of people in the 70s and, and the way of life and how they react. It was definitely very realistic for its time, but the personalities and, and some of the obstacles in the, the remake, it fit the time. And again, they didn't have cell phones where they were in their advent in 2000. Well, they had cell phones. They didn't have smartphones in 2004. Um, so that's why I'm yeah, saying, like, yeah. you can have a whole other evolution and look at how obsessed people have become with social media since then. So I don't know. I think they both – I can't make that distinction. I think they both capture the time in a realistic way. And I wouldn't right. choose, choose in that situation. How about you? Um, I just find it interesting because I, if there was a true zombie outbreak, I don't really know how many people would be left. And the bikers that come in, you know, Savini and all of them, there's a bunch of them and roaming around in, in groups and everything. And, and Don 04, there were just, you know, sporadic groups, you know, and they were just trying to get to some wherever. Uh, as we saw, you know, Ving Rames did that fame, you know, his uh, monologue about how flying the flag and everything uh he never wished it was it was better them than him but now he wishes it was the other way around and all the forts that everybody was coming from they were all gone yeah so i just i just wonder if that's more realistic you know what i mean like if this if zombies were to hit fast or slow we don't need the whatever how many people are really going to be left i guess is is the question not too many. Um, yeah. You know, that's, it's also tough to make that distinction again because if you go with the original Dawn of the Dead, this is like 
10 years or so after the original outbreak. So yeah. I'm, I'm surprised there's even people on TV doing newscasts at the beginning of Dawn of the Dead. Whereas, yeah. whereas on the other side of it, the remake, this outbreak just happened. But these yeah. are fast zombies. <laughs> so it's kind of like, right. so both of them, yeah. it, it, I think that pretty much everybody would be wiped out pretty quick. Uh, that's right. a tough one. So I, I don't know. It is. It's just something to ponder. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer, or even if there is an answer, it's just something I, I wanted to bring up. Um, now, this uh, another scene I wanted to bring up from the original, and uh, again, kind of talking about decent acting. The I think David uh, Emge's. Um, zombie walk is the best zombie walk ever to be done uh as you know it's the zombie flyboy yeah. uh, i don't think there's ever gonna be a better one it was it was perfect i, I don't know how to describe it any other way i agree with you 100 percent um you know i think everybody who's done a slow zombie since has tried to emulate that another one that was decent in there that i think goes you know, because of his performance, you'll notice, but the Harry Krishna zombie actually had a pretty good walk, too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Yeah, no, I agree. So, but no, you're right. This was amazing. It really was. And the one thing that I think the the remake was missing, uh, Ken and Scott had great chemistry chemistry together because they were together so much and you know the all of that and they obviously they worked together prior to the zombies coming and everything uh and i think you lost some of that with so many characters on the 2004 side yeah um sort of because there were a lot of characters when they died you were like yeah oh well right Um, there's seven more people (laughs) (laughs) right when scott dies and don that that it's heart wrenching, you know, because you you get more buy in to these characters because there's only four, essentially four of them. So right. um, that's just my, you know. No, I agree. Now, as into that isolation part, I was talking about too, because it since it felt more they were more isolated. I definitely did care about them more when it was all said mm-hmm. and done. Like you said. Now, when it, it started to get down to sort of the main, sort of more main characters towards the end of the film, I, I had some buy-in with them. Even uh, the asshole boat owner from Modern Family, <laughs> even yeah. when he got his, I was like, oh, damn, <laughs> you know, like, no, that sucks. Uh, but so what, <laughs> this is going to be a point of contention, I'm sure, for some folks listening, but I need to talk about the makeup of Dawn of the Dead 78. <laughs> I am not a fan of it. I think someone just put gray and blue makeup on people and said, you're a zombie. There you go. I just don't understand how the one in the middle has the worst effects. <laughs> like, I don't get it. The night had great ones for the time. They is the crown jewel, I think, of Savini's crown. And then there's Dawn. I just don't understand. And I've asked Savini about it, too, and he will admit that it's it's terrible. It's not good at all. Um, And I think that really hurts the film, in my opinion. 
it hurts the believability. It doesn't change anything for me personally. Um, I'm able to look past it. So it probably is a preference type thing. And, you know, night was probably worse, worse effects. It's just, they had the good fortune of being in black and white. Exactly. So (laughs) exactly. That helped. And, you know, Dawn, I mean, a lot of it was probably the, the time crunch of having to go in there every evening and, only having a certain amount of time before they had to be out of there and clean up the mall for mall business. And, you know, so I'm able and to, they had a lot of people oh, a ton. to make up to. Yeah. Tons of people. So, and it was, well, I mean, I, I it, that doesn't help. You know, day, day was yeah, very true. shadowy. Yep. That, that is true in the mind, but like, it's not a deal breaker for me for Don. I just feel for my taste, it just hurts the believability a little bit for me um, as where the fa- the effects and makeup and the remake, I thought were fantastic. I, I thought they really looked good. Oh, they were great. And they also had a Hollywood budget. You know, that that was they unfortunately, did. For, unfortunately for George, for better or for worse, you know, he had uh, Mr. Rubenstein, who had a couple dollars, but you know it was, you know, it was like your, it was like your somewhat well-off uncle funding your movie, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Not the not the Hollywood dollars. So again, right. it's just always something that sort of, it doesn't kill the film for me, but it's it's an issue for me anyway when it comes to the film. Um, now, what are your thoughts on the other version of the of Dawn seventy eight? The uh, the Argento, Argento, I think it's good. You know, I've watched both so many times. It's sometimes tough for me to remember the differences. I won't lie. You know which one was which. Right. But but when I've reflected on it and, and made sure I know which version I'm watching at the time, um, I like them both equally. Um, there's there's some cool little differences though that Argento brings to it that I think changes the film a little bit but not dramatically um you know i don't know that it was totally necessary to be honest with you personally i never saw why it needed to be done like i don't i don't know why it was done but i enjoy his version of the film because he kind of takes the some of the goofiness out yeah. if that makes any yeah, sense. yeah he does it's less lighthearted. um yes um and again for better or for worse, that's the type of film I like. Yeah. Is a more darker film. I know one listener is going to make fun of me for that, but that's the <laughs> type of film that I enjoy. When I'm looking at a zombie or horror film, I don't want a light fare uh, of film. But uh, I digress. With all of that being said, um, now the ending of Dawn 78. What are your thoughts on the ending of it? Do, do you think, you know, they all get away? Where do they go? Well, they don't all get away. What do they do? <laughs> Only two of them get away. Right. Um, where do they yes. go? I don't, I don't know. And I think that's some of the beauty of, of, you know, how George does the things. I mean, yeah, the helicopter's up in the air, but how much fuel until they, and can they get to the next fuel? Right. And where can they actually get to? I mean, I guess we kind of see... I don't even know if this is right to try to say like day, we kind of see the evolution of, you know, where people ended up um, or didn't end yeah, up. Not really, that's all military, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, you know, but we when we got to see like Florida and and how it's you know it was all zombified at that point. I don't know. It, I feel right. like eventually it caught up to my my gut has always been eventually catches up to to uh, Ken and, and Gaylene. You know, they might make it another yeah, I, few days or even a couple weeks, but that's it. I mean, will they even be able to land the helicopter? You know what I mean? Because they that's true, neither too. one of them are pilots. So, I mean, there's yeah. so much against them that, yeah. that who knows. And I do like the mystery. I really do. But then on the other hand, I like the ending of the remake, too. Um, I think it was supremely well done how they had this plan and everybody was behind it, except the asshole guy. <laughs> hey, remember, he wasn't about it. Nope. Um, and they get there, and uh, after one of the main characters has to off himself because he got bit, I thought that scene was really good. Like, I was bought into that scene. Me too. Uh, in my opinion. And <laughs> you're like, okay, they're going to go there. And then you find out the island that they go to is just as infested as when they, where they came from. Uh, and it was kind of the final, like, kick in the throat, like, this is what happens in a zombie apocalypse. You know what I mean? So I like the mystery and you fill it in yourself, but I also like being shown as well in, in that sense. I'm good with either. Um, I probably prefer the mystery a little bit more, but I think especially today's day and age, they had to do what they did at the end of the remake. You have people want that mm -hmm. closure. Even if the closure is things just got worse for them. They're, <laughs> right the place to go sucks and and that and that goes against the grain of a lot of hollywood films even hollywood horror films they don't like you know dark endings or the bad guy winning That's it's true. usually wrapped up in a nice bow um so again you know i always reference the mist and i always reference this film as well as having a ending that goes against the hollywood norms yeah. i guess i agree and I appreciate that. So no, but two two different but quality endings, and that's really what it comes down to with both of these films. Are both quality, different films with the same basic premise. I can't can't dislike either. No, I don't dislike either uh, myself, and I, I just think us talking and you know having a preference of either or i think your preference would be 78 mine would be 04 just if we had a preference yeah. to throw in the, the player um but we can both see good in both films you know what i mean and i i just think they're both good films and you can be entertained by each and i just think that the the all remake suck thing needs to be looked at because don't get me wrong there are a lot of shitty remakes but there's some good ones as well so there's a lot of shitty originals too <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're right <laughs> there is there's a lot of films that are so shitty that had a good idea that need a remake yeah to fucking do it right that could be a whole nother show and it just fucking might be i think it should be yeah so tune in again anything else that you want to add for horror realm rich or for dawns no but i did want to just quickly go over our poll results Yes, let's see where we lie on the poll. So um, our fans were kind enough to um, answer. It was a very easy one this time. Do you prefer the Dawn of the Dead original or remake? And 
a whopping 70% prefer the original over the remake. But not surprising results, really, when you consider most of our people following our page are in Pittsburgh. Um, actually, I think pretty right. good numbers for the remake, honestly. Yeah, no, I agree. That is good numbers for the remake. And I like how you worded what's your preference. It's not saying you hate the remake. You know yeah. what I mean? So that could be people saying, I, I dug the remake, but I enjoy the original more. Exactly. Uh, or it could just be people also saying, fuck the remake. And hey, if you want to be that way, cool. I'm not going to be that way. Hey, that's up to them. But Are you going to be that way, Rich? I'm not going to be that way. But we're going to no. find a movie I will be that way about, I'm sure. Yeah, we're gonna one of these days we're gonna come across one that just shouldn't have been done. Oh, I think I but think until then I think I know which one I'm gonna suggest to you off the screen that you and I will have different opinions. Oh, nice. I will end up I will wanna rip apart the remake, so <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And also stay tuned to movies that were so bad that a remake is warranted. Uh, thank you all for listening uh, each and every week when we do a show. We do appreciate it. Uh, this has been Horror on Radio, the show that won't stay dead.